Hey, and welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, the only feminist scrapbooking show on the planet, where we discuss the amazing ways that people are documenting their lives today. I'm your host, Kristen Tweedale, aka Are You Kristen Feminist Scrapbooker. This is the season of scrapbooking, brought to you by the Awesome Ladies Project community. Download our free app at theawesomeladiesproject.com slash app. Hey, and welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast. Today I am here with Carrie and Carol Ann, and we are going to talk about what you need to get started scrapbooking. It's really awesome because I think, have all of us been scrapbooking for more than 20 years? Mm-hmm. About yeah. that. Yeah. That's, that's what I thought is that, that that's, that's the mark. So we have over 60 years of scrapbooking experience between the three of us. <laughs> So I am I am super excited to dive into this topic because there's so many ways that we can go with this. So we're going to talk exactly what you need to get started scrapbooking and what that looks like and then where to go from there. Let's introduce you to our two amazing guests today. We have Carrie and Carol Ann here with us. Carrie, tell everybody a little bit more about you. I am here in Washington State. I live with my husband and our two cats and it is mind-blowing astonishing that I've been doing anything for 20 years. I can't believe I'm at that point in my life, but here we are. I love every bit of this hobby and I'm excited to talk to you guys today about it. So awesome. I'm so excited to talk to you too. Caroline, how about you? I live in St. Paul, Minnesota, where it's glorious out right now. I'm married with living right now with my husband and my youngest daughter, who's home from college, and three Scottish Terriers, which I hope none of which will bark. <laughs> you know, been scrapbooking a long time. About a year ago, I found out that my grandmother actually scrapbooked. That's so awesome. Wow. You know, the old, old kind of scrapbook. The really old like, fashioned way. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, okay, it's in my blood. And my yes. uncle was a top, loved to take photographs and stuff like that on the other side. So it's like, I was doomed to become a scrapbooker. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I get my photography from my grandmother. I have like I do too. I think I, think I have two dozen of her old cameras just like on mm. one of my uh my hutches. And she's like, these aren't even the good ones. One day I'll give you the good ones. And I'm like, thank you. And <laughs> like one of the cameras is the kind that you hold and you look down into. Oh yeah. Like Very so cool. cool. Yeah, she used to be like explaining how to take photos and She'd be like, no, 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 sometimes you just have to lay on the ground. You just have to lay on the ground with your camera and you'd take the ink from there. And I'm like, I mean, that's right. But like, mm -hmm. it's also sometimes it's really hard to imagine like my grandmother laying on a city sidewalk in New York City to get a skyline building. But mm -hmm. and I think that's one of the fun things about scrapbooking is that you can get the desire to scrapbook from so many different places because of scrapbooking. Like we talked about with Kate and Tracy a couple of weeks ago is just scraps in a book. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. We were talking a little bit before the show about how we all have the, you know, quote unquote, traditional 12 by 12 scrapbooking experience under our belt. So I am really excited to dive into what you need to get started scrapbooking, because it's certainly changed for me over the years in some ways, but in certain ways, it's absolutely stayed exactly the same. So even though I don't make 12 by 12 layouts anymore, my essential supplies are about 80% the same all the time. Who would like to talk about their very basic tools and supplies first? Like if you were saying, hey, person who's going to, you know, to the big box store, you need to get 
X, Y, and Z in order to get started and feel comfortable? Well, I can start with that, Carrie. You need paper. <laughs> so pick like your favorite pa paper colors, or if you've got pictures, you know, that you want to scrapbook, find something that kind of has some of those colors in it, in the paper, but just go, I would say, even to start with, just do solid paper. Because I think yeah. a lot of people see all the pretty paper and then they don't know how to how to work with it. I mean, I was like that. I That's how I started out. I was solid paper scrapbooker because I didn't know how to work pattern papers together. So start with a solid and then you need a cutting tool. So they can get expensive, pricey. So, you know, I've got guillotine cutters out the ears, but I started with the Fiskars, the one that you just drag up and down. I forget what those are called. A cutting tool like that, that will let you rule out to 12 inches so you can cut your paper in a 10, 10 by 10 square if you want to, if you want to stack things up. Good black pen, pen, pen that you like, that feels good in your hand writing. And actually a nice pair of scissors. By nice pair of scissors, I mean a smaller pair of scissors, uh, maybe seven inches total. You just, you want something that you can just easily cut with and you don't want to use your sewing scissors, ladies. <laughs> Paper and fabric do not mix. Yes, PSA from my mother. <laughs> the sewing scissors are the sewing scissors. The paper scissors are the paper scissors. And never the twain shall meet. Another thing that I like to have is a ruler because sometimes I just want to find the middle of something or like if I'm going to write, do some journaling on a little piece of paper, I want to know how much space I've got. I think those are my oh, adhesive. Adhesive. Some sort of roller adhesive or and sometimes you also need some of the the wet glue adhesive too because sometimes you get things later like letter stickers or some heavy ephemera that like to fall off because the glue isn't so steady on the back of it so that's my basics how about you carrie yeah that's a really good list branching off of that a little bit i like what you said about the solid you know starting with solids because yes it can be intimidating sometimes matching patterns. Another thing that you can try is buying um, either a kit or a coordinated line. You can tell when you're shopping for scrapbook paper, you know, there'll be a line put out by a certain manufacturer and they'll all have the same name on it. So if you buy, you know, all of that line or pieces from that line, then you know, they're going to coordinate. So that's a that's an easy tip for that. Definitely cutting tools. I'm super picky about straight lines. So I I always use cutting tools. I've always used the Fisker slide where the blade slides in the track. I think they're yep. called triple track. Mm. And then the um, little tiny pointy scissors cutter bees are the ones that I like. Yep. They go all the way to the tip because you'll want that little tiny cutting tip. Mm -hmm. No, I want to interrupt you to talk about how important that is actually. Because a lot of the times with the scissors, they don't, you know, there's still a tiny little gap at the very top of the scissors. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing, you know, what some people call fussy cutting, what I like to call precision cutting, because I think fussy is a little, it's, it's, it's used. Gendered. Yeah. yeah gendered. Thank you. Thank you. That is exactly what it, it is a gendered term <laughs> and it isn't very, you know, it's, it has a negative connotation. Yes. Mm -hmm. And also it's goddamn hard. Like it is hard to precision cut things. Mm -hmm. And so like it, no one's being fussy. They're just doing it. Like it's just doing a job. Yes, I love precision cutting because it's very, it's almost then mm -hmm. to cut, you know, mm -hmm. like 
big flowers out of a pattern paper or that type of thing. So yes, pointy scissors are, are good. Black pens, make sure that they, they're waterproof and archival so that you don't run the risks. If something wet gets on your page, then you don't want your journaling to smear that kind of thing. Ruler. Great. Definitely. Even a zero center ruler. I know I've, yeah, I've found those good. in some cases are really nice. They have, it's like a clear ruler and it has like a grid on it almost that shows you where the zero center is. So those are nice. Adhesive. Okay. So you're going to, you're going to use multiple adhesives over the years and you're going to find what you like and you, then you're going to change your mind and like something else. I mean, you don't have to start out with anything specific, but dry adhesive is going to be your best friend. So ask around. Anybody will tell you what their favorite is. My favorite is the Kokuyo. I think the girls talked about that a couple of weeks ago too. Good point about the wet adhesive. And also the other one that I like is the, is glue dots. Oh, if yeah. you get the glue dots that mm -hmm. come on the roll, those are really nice for heavier stuff like chipboard or any of some of your advanced embellishment advanced. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean advanced. What's the word I'm looking for? More, more intricate, more, you know, not mm -hmm. stickers. Yes. Mm -hmm. More weight. And it's More also a, they're a really good way to, like, if you want to add some depth to your layout. A little bit of dim uh, dimension. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and foam tape. <laughs> foam, right. foam, yeah, foam, foam tape, foam squares. Yeah. My one caveat about glue dots, and this is something that I need every single person in the entire world to know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you use glue dots on rubber charms, the glue dots will seep the oil out of the rubber charm and put it onto your paper. And it will look like you went and spilled some vegetable oil on your paper, on your project. And it's, de it's devastating. <laughs> Very devastating. Yes. Because it, it just looks like you, you made this beautiful art and then somebody spilled a bottle of tanning lotion or oil or something yeah. on it. And it's like, there's no fix for it. You have to like take <laughs> it up. And it's so hard to take things up after you've put glue dots down. And so like, you can't really cover it. So never, ever, 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 ever use glue dots on rubber charms. Use them on all of the other things. They're really good, really, really good for flare that has the uh, open back on the inside. Mm -hmm. Some of the flare, it still has like that quarter of an inch of space between the back of the button and then where the button ends. So like puffy glue dots are really great for that because then you're already taking up that space and you don't have to squish it down. Foam dots are also really good for that because you need some of that dimension. One other adhesive I just thought of as you were talking about taking things up, a repositionable adhesive is really good. I think if you're a beginner mm -hmm. and you don't like exactly where you put something or you're you're messing around. Some people, some people meaning me, would glue everything down, boom, and then go, wait a minute, I didn't want that really there. And taking it up's a pain in the butt. So it, it really is a pain in the works. butt. Yes. Reposition yeah, I'm a serial mover. I'm a serial mm -hmm. repositioner. <laughs> yep. I think that's just a fact of life. If you're a paper scrapbooker, you want to put something down. I mean, even if you're not gluing it down, you're going to wind up moving it someplace else because none of us have you, you know what you see in your mind, but it doesn't always work out on paper. Right, exactly. Sometimes what you see in your head, it just works differently. Or the, mm -hmm. you put down the paper and it just looks different. And mm -hmm. and part of my style is I like to tuck things behind things and, you know, half cover up things and stuff like that. So I'm, 
I'm forever, you know, peeling up the corner and putting stuff underneath. Mm -hmm. I have thoughts on adhesive. Like I have my adhesives that I really love. <laughs> I was going to say, we probably could do a whole podcast episode on adhesives. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> you also can start with the basics. Yes. yes. You know, pick up a Tombow roller, pick up a... I love my Tombow roller. You know, just start there. Double-sided tape. Double-sided tape, yes. Even... I used double-sided tape for like the first six years that I scrapbooked. Yeah. Now Scotch has a nice double-sided tape. Scotch has a great double-sided tape. And my my high school and college boyfriend's dad worked for 3M. So ah. he would come home with their 3M goodies and be like, I know you like this and I know you like this. And and yes, I did. <laughs> and so that, yeah, there was a lot of double-sided tape. Um, my favorite now, which I know is not, not a beginner recommendation, but I really do love the Scotch ATG. Looks like a big gun. Mm -hmm. The adhesive is great. The adhesive on layouts that I've created with the ATG, you know, there's never any falling bits in my page protectors, as opposed to some of the old tape runners, like not Kokoyu, not Tombow, but some of the, like, you know, you'd get them, you can either get them at the dollar store, you can get them in the Michael's bargain bin. Mm -hmm. So many things are just like at the bottom of a page protector now. Like here's a matted photo on some on some pretty paper and it, it originally was in the middle of the layout. I'm curious, have you ever tried your ATG gun with those rubber dot with those rubber things or not? Yes, and you can use them. It is my my biggest complaint about the ATG is it is not good for gluing small areas because oh, of the starting mm -hmm. and stopping mechanism. It's not yeah. as accurate as other things. I think that's why I never got into the ATG one was because of that. And also because just the thought of trying to load that thing makes my brain hurt. Yeah, oh, I the size of it makes my wrists hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that too. For the first, no joke, I want to say 10 or 12 years that I've had one, I needed to watch a YouTube video every single time to... <laughs> put the thing in because it's not easy well and I know the people that love them love them I mean you know mm -hmm. no shade but yeah I just the other adhesive that I've been in love with lately is the big rolls of adhesive from scrapbook.com they look like a roll of duct tape but it's actually double-sided adhesive mm. and the things that I've been able to do with that are it just makes everything easier like a lot of the things that I used to put into a little Xyron X machine to make a sticker, mm. I'll just put it on that. One of the best things that I've ever used it for is I will put the roll of adhesive because I have a two inch roll. So I'll put two inches of adhesive on cardstock or patterned paper or whatever before I run it through my die cut machine. Mm. So then all the little intricate die cut pieces, it already has adhesive on it. Instead That's of genius. Yeah. I did it without, I, I ran something through my die cut machine and then I went to go put some adhesive on it. And I was like, oh, next time I could put the adhesive on it beforehand. And yeah. it, again, you know, like I've been doing this for 20 years and like that was like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the scrapbook.com adhesive is great also for anything see-through because oh, mm -hmm. the whole thing is adhesive. So you don't see the adhesive lines. Mm -hmm. so little I vellums like that, yeah. yeah basically little vellums uh 
it's just really nice so you don't ever see those because you're never gonna line up your adhesive to make it look amazing on vellum you're always going to see mm -hmm. the things behind it so when you mm -hmm. use something that covers the whole thing then there's no adhesive lines right i could go on for hours about vellum just just to let uh, you it's know also true well it, your vellum reminded me of another i would call this like mid-tier not basics you don't need it but it's a very fun tool to have is the tiny attacher from tim holtz mm -hmm. it's like a little mini stapler basically that's what i end up using for vellum a lot because it adds that nice little bit of texture to it and plus then you don't have to worry about the adhesive thing so i was just going to kind of segue into like the other little things that aren't necessary but oh so helpful mm -hmm. i call them essential extras because we each yes. have our own whatever you yep. whatever kind of scrapbooking you do with whatever little things you have inside of it there's mm -hmm. always going to be other things that you need yep. depending on what mm -hmm. kind of scrapbooking you're doing so what are yours carrie mine is the tiny attacher also a bone folder for folding yep. things doing nice creases and my miracle sticker lifter i know that's so cool carrie got me one and it, i've used it so often <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Okay, so it's basically a mini spatula almost uh -huh. by Creative Memories. And it's a very thin, flexible plastic that you can slide under a sticker or we were talking about moving things a lot. That's what this is what I use to move things a lot because it yep. peels things up really nicely. And it's just a tiny, flexible spatula that slides under. You can lift things. It helps you place stickers. Oh, a white eraser. Mm -hmm. What do they call them? Uh, polymer erasers. Yeah. Those are really nice for getting um, pencil off without leaving smears all over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they actually even work better than the gum erasers that artists use, the kind of the beige ones. Because mm -hmm. Some people start with those too, but it's like, yeah, the white erasers are the best. And I don't know if we want to expand into stamping... Well, I was going to say stamping is on my essential extras. Like I always, okay. no matter what it is, I always need to have an ink block or a stamp block, whatever you want to call it. And mm -hmm. then I always have my black ink, my black Versafine ink. Right. Acrylic block and just pick one that feels nice in your hand. Mm -hmm. I like to use ink kind of as a watercolor sometimes. Mm -hmm. Especially you do that with like the Tim Holtz, Holtz distressed inks. That's what most of my little distressing cubes are used for. They're like paint. So a watercolor brush is, is nice. The watercolor brush is that, that you can put water in it, not though a regular watercolor brush would do too, but you don't want to spill water on your <laughs> surface. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Love that. But yeah. Ink in your in black, definitely. And I'd say in your favorite color. So, you know, if you're if you're really into purple, you know, have a couple different purples or blues or reds or whatever it is. And this is going to be one place that I harp on you to buy a quality product. Yes. Buy quality ink. Mm -hmm. You can cheap out on almost everything else. You can get acrylic blocks at the dollar store. It's not going to matter. But if you stamp the exact same stamp with cheap ink and you stamp the exact same stamp with good ink, the good ink will always come out better and this is one thing that has stopped so many people from continuing with stamping is that they've bought cheap ink in the past and they think they're bad at stamping. That and then knowing that the surface of the ink pad is different 
from the different brands or different types, you know, like the, the distressings and stuff like that, they have a different type of surface than the, the uh, VersaFine Clairs. So when you could take the same stamp and stamp with the Distress Ink and the VersaFine Clair, and it's going to look different. The Distress Ink is going to look a little grainier. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think we need to have a whole episode on ink because there's just mm -hmm. so many different kinds between dye between pigment between hybrid mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they all serve different purposes and depending yep. on you know what it is that you're after and what it is that you're doing how i really like to use dye inks for the most part because they dry quickly mm -hmm. yeah i would recommend that for beginner i would recommend um other than the the yep. versifying black you know start that with your basic when you start to get into colors go with, go with some dye inks because that's yep. really going to be more universal. You can do more things with them. They're more versatile and, and they're cheaper, honestly, even the good, even for the good ones, the dye mm -hmm. inks are still going to be a little bit yeah. cheaper. And if you're going to color with them later, like um, with something that's a little bit wet medium, yep. you know, mm -hmm. alcohol ink mark, you know, markers or alcohol ink markers, you know, something like that. The black ink doesn't smush, smudge them as, as much. Right. Yeah. The, other ink that's great is this Versafine Claire, which is technically mm -hmm. a pigment ink, but it has all of the like properties that we love about dye inks. So those are my go-to. Like it dries fast. It doesn't bleed. The colors are great. Gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're going to go through different types of inks throughout your lifetime. You'll find yep. an ink that works or a formulation will change. You just kind of go out with that one. It doesn't stamp like it used to. Yeah. And there like there are some inks that I have that I do not like for stamping, but I love for stencils and adding to the, you know, the edges of papers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a fun thing to experiment with. That's if you're looking to branch out from just paper and stickers, stamps is such a great place to go because also you can reuse stamps. Mm -hmm. So like you might spend 20 bucks on a four by six stamp set you can still use that stamps if you take care of that stamp set just like basic take care of it it'll last you for 10 years mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's just so useful for me caroline what are some of your favorite essential extras i love putting ink on edges i i was an early inker <laughs> i used to drive my creative memories consultant nuts because i'd go you know i'd be walking michaels and say oh this oh i wonder what happens if i put this this do this but this you know ink the edges and put a whole piece of paper on the background and you know i love inking the edges yeah if you've got um even if you've just got a general rainbow of of your inks yep i have there's times when i have not had a piece of cardstock that matches the color like if i needed a specific color for for a journaling block or for a background on something i will smear the ink across the paper and you let it dry for a couple minutes and voila, you've got colored cardstock. You know, that has saved my butts on a number of layouts. Yeah. And then well, maybe something to punch holes with. I mean, like I've got an eraser here I keep in my area that um, just an old magic rub white eraser with a push pin in it. And if I ever have to punch a hole for something, boom, boom, boom. Just, you know. Oh, that's, yeah, that's really nice. One of my essential extras is a six hole punch and that is because i now 
pretty much exclusively buy scrapbook albums that have six rings in them. So it's really easy to just use the six hole punch, punch one set of holes, know that they're going to be the right place instead of grabbing a an old page that already has holes punched or grabbing a pattern, uh, a page protector and using that as a guide. The other thing that you can, you can use a regular hole punch. You don't need to get a six hole punch. And mm -hmm. there's also the crocodile, which is one of those things that like, if you've been doing this hobby at some point, you will go and buy a crocodile with a coupon. Like that, ju it just, it's like part of the journey. I like that the crocodile is a whole like, a whole section of its own now because uh -huh. I remember when it first came out and it was so revolutionary and had with the pink you know the pink handles and it was such a big deal and now there's like seven a different myriad kinds. of options uh -huh. for <laughs> all well, right, the crocodiles the first one came out as an eyelet setter more than yeah. a hole punch yeah. and then everyone was like oh my god this is the best hole punch ever and that's that's where we went if you're um, getting back into scrapbooking, if you go through your old supplies, you probably have things that were you bought way back when. And guess what? They're back again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. So true. Yes. yes. It's 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 just everything's cyclical. So don't feel bad that you've got old stuff if you're coming back into the hobby. You know, you just use it maybe a little different way or, you know, like I still have eyelets. I will use eyelets when I feel like using eyelets and, and brads. What's old is new and just do do what works for you. Yeah, I have a, a really good jar of brads and mm -hmm. it's just one of my favorite things to just dump the whole thing out and be like, okay, I want you. And now mm -hmm. all <laughs> thousand of the brads can go back into yep. the jar. <laughs> yeah, I have my giant jar of buttons that every once in a while I'm like, this needs a button. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> I love that we're talking now more about like if you need to get back into scrapbooking, if all your stuff has been in the closet or in boxes in the basement or just in your craft room and you're not using it. I think you can do just like so much of the same stuff that we talked about. Like Carol Ann, you know, said use colored cardstock instead of trying to mix the patterns. Because especially also if, if you have a ton of stuff from a while ago, you probably have one pattern paper from this line, half a sheet from this line, half a sheet from that line, you know, two pieces that you got that go together kind of. And so if you pull yourself all the way back to the basics and then start incorporating things a little bit at a time, it'll be so much easier to figure out like, what is your style? What are the things that you like instead of like, oh, here's all this stuff. And I knew I liked some of it at some point, but I don't really know where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. Now that we've talked about all of the basic supplies, what do you actually do to get started? Like, what does that mindset look like for you? Do you pull paper first? Do you pull photos first? Do you pull creative? It's, for me, it's always different. Sometimes I want to work with, you know, a certain paper because I love the colors. And I'm like, oh, this color, this these colors are great. And I want to do this to this. And then I will find a photo that works with that. Other times I will have, I want to tell these stories. I have a photo from the Lizzo concert. So that's going to go on a Lizzo album page. Sometimes it comes like just from like a prompt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then you can just do what works for you. If it works for you to always start with a photo, awesome. If it works for you to always start with the words, awesome. For me, it's it's a little bit of back and forth. Yeah, I was thinking 
about, there, I was in an, another group and they were talking about what's your process for putting together a page and stuff like that. And I was thinking, what is my process? And actually, in a lot of ways, my process starts as I'm taking the picture mm -hmm. or before taking the picture. I'm taking a picture for a reason. Yes. It's like I'm already formulating the story. And I think a lot of people forget that when they just think, well, I don't know what to write. You know, I don't know what kind of journaling. What was going through your head when you took that picture? For me, it goes photos. Then I determine paper. You know, if, is this, are these photos from a trip I took? Then sure. I want travel paper, maybe, or maybe not. Maybe I just pull something else out. But yeah, it's usually pictures, paper, and then I start journaling. Yeah, Carrie, how about you? I think lately, I, I've always been more of a product person. So almost always it starts with product for me. Lately, I've been doing a lot of prompt stuff. So the prompt will direct me what kind of product I want to pick. And I've been doing most of my scrapbooking lately isn't really picture, isn't really photo centric. So it's almost always prompts and product. Also sketches. That's another thing that sometimes can direct you. If you see a sketch, you know, that you're excited about, then you can kind of, if I'm doing a sketch, then I look at the picture sizes and I kind of go looking for pictures and then I go looking for whatever page I want to make from that. So I think that would, sketches is kind of what draws me to pictures, but prompts will draw me to the product first. I love that. I love how you explain that. On the digital side, since I do do a lot of digital scrapbooking too, you know, again, it's the pictures, but then it's the template. I've got 10 pictures. Is there a template that will accommodate my 10 pictures? Mm -hmm. Is there a, a template that shows off the pictures that I more want to show off? So, so picking a digital template and then, then going with the kit and stuff like that. But yeah, sketches, templates, that's an important part too. Yeah, because there's so many decisions you have to make. Mm -hmm. like just to create one page, there's so many decisions that you have to make. Mm -hmm. So to avoid some decision fatigue, yep. either pre-make those decisions or let somebody else make the decisions for you. Even if you let somebody else make the decisions for you via a sketch, via a template, you know, uh, through word art or whatever. First off, you're still choosing that. Mm -hmm. And secondly, the products that you choose are so much a part of the story as much as the story is. Mm -hmm. Like Caroline showed me a really cool layout before we got on where she stamped the numbers of all the football players on the paper and it just becomes a really cool patterned paper. Yeah, I'm holding it up so Carrie can see it. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that. And there's just so many different ways that you can say, okay, I am I am inspired. Mm -hmm. Now go. So a note on sketches as a beginner. Yes. Do not try to follow it exactly. Do not think that you have to, if they have a flower on the sketch, you have to put a flower there. Yep. Sketches are basically a recipe that you riff off of and you can change it completely at the end of the day. Take off pictures, add pictures, however you want to do it. Think of it as a suggestion. Think of it as a starting point, that type of thing. Don't get in your head about following sketches exactly. Just as a beginner, I just want to caution that because that's what happens when you don't, if you're, you know, if you're looking at a sketch and you're like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm going to follow this sketch. Just don't think that you have to follow it exactly. It is not a, 
It's not right. a rule. No. <laughs> your journaling boxes can be photos. Your photos can be journaling boxes. Your title can yeah. be big or small or printed or anything. You know, it's that's just inspiration. And if you see that and you're like, oh, you know what? Instead of three flowers like down over here, I want to put a big giant star. Mm -hmm. Awesome. You did it right. Great job. Yeah. And that's one of the things that just, it takes practice, just like any other scrapbooking skill. It's just the practice thing that you'll, you'll start to learn what you like and how to adapt sketches to, to fit what you like. So. Yeah. And as a beginner too, there's nothing wrong with just using grids. Yes. Start, start with a grid because you're learning how to position your pictures you're learning, you're, you're mixing some papers, maybe if you're doing layers. So yeah, just doing a grid and you don't even have to fill all that grid, but you can use yes. that as a starter place for you, especially if you're a beginner and you're stuck and you look at that template and you're like, I can't quite do that yet. Or I don't have those supplies or whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really do love the idea of like, I have X amount of photos or X amount of things that I want to put on this page. Let me find a template or a sketch that will tell me, you know, help me guide where I should be putting all of these photos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's. And sketches are the easiest thing to find. Google, Pinterest, type in nine photos, nine photo sketch. There's free sketches everywhere. Yeah, Carrie and I still have our binders full of the printed sketches that we uh, <laughs> took classes for 10 years ago. So many binders full. <laughs> So many. I Yeah, no, I have multiple binders of like just 12 by 12 scrapbook sketches and I don't do 12 by 12 anymore. I mean, I'm not going to get rid of the sketches. They're great. That, that is also somebody's art. <laughs> Let's talk about albums real quick, because I think that that can be such an overwhelming decision for somebody mm -hmm. because, you know, it's the house for all your projects mm -hmm. and they are expensive. Mm -hmm. If you buy a cheap album, you're going to know you bought a cheap album. Mm hmm. So it's nice to get some good albums, especially when you can get them on sale. I was going to say, find expensive, nice quality albums and then buy them on sale. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. But I've always done. I hate spending money on albums. I really like, like I told you guys before, I only do six ring albums now. It's just easier for me. It's one less decision I have to make. I only have to stock page protectors with six holes. And so my favorite albums right now are the Citrus Twist ones. Yes. Citrus Twist albums come in TN size and six by eight size, and they come in the most amazing colors. And it's like a nice quality album. Like the the front is a little bit, you know, there's that nice little padding. It's a big enough album to store a good amount of pages. Because that's my mm -hmm. other problem with some albums. It's like, okay, let's get you an album with one inch spine. It's like, that's like six pages. Mm. I, I went on a spending spree for national scrapbook day at citrus twist and got myself my my rainbow so i have i have a rainbow of albums now that just makes me incredibly happy on my shelf and they are yeah they're beautiful they're really 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 awesome how about you carolyn what are your favorite albums well i'm a 12 by 12 scrapbooker and actually, a very long time ago, when I belonged to a kit club that made albums, I bought a ton of leather repost albums, and I still haven't gone through them. <laughs> That's awesome, though. <laughs> I like to make my own six by eight albums. Mm -hmm. I have had some ex background experience on making books and book binding and stuff like that. So I've got book board all over the house, and it's 
I find a fun piece of paper someplace and I make a cover and there I go, you know, or use one of my special pieces of paper, you know, the paper yep. that are, that's too good to, to use, you know, I got to wait for something special. Well, a cover. I, yes. Works. Mm -hmm. That's another reason why I love making mini albums because you mm -hmm. can, you know, you use that one or two little special pieces of paper. You don't have to use all of it. You can, yeah. but like it's, it's, you don't have to open the book to look at it. You don't yep. have to be like, oh, where is that really cool, pretty piece of paper that I really like? Is it in, you know, album five on like page seven? Mm -hmm. No, it's just right there in front of your face. And you're like, oh, yeah, I love that. I really, it, it belongs there. So that's, that's probably more of an advanced technique, make, you know, at least making the type of, of albums that I make with the book board and stuff like that. But yeah, you can make a, a paper, you know, your, your folding class that yep. you have. That's really a simple way to use your your paper and make make a mini album too. Yeah, that's a good one. It's called Fold It In. Fold um, It In, yeah. On the ALP. For 12 by 12, I was obsessed with the American Crafts Modern albums for a long mm -hmm. time. They were the ones that were kind of craft colored with a colored spine. So most of my 12 by 12s are either that or We Are Memory Keepers. They, they say leather. I'm sure they're fake leather. Both of those are good quality albums. We Are Memory Keepers is, is a nice quality. I don't think American Crafts does their modern album anymore. That one it may have gone by the wayside, but We Are Memory Keepers albums are, are nice quality as well. So we've talked about all the basics that you need to get started. We've talked about how we get started. The last thing that I want to talk about before we get into currently is what do you use when you go on the road? What are your absolute essentials for scrapbooking on the go because I think more of us are doing that now I, we used to do it a ton in the in the pre-pandemic times and now people are finally getting back to okay I'm gonna go to this weekend event or I'm gonna go to awesome ladies live or I'm gonna go to you know the scrap even the scrapbook store for a Saturday afternoon make and take mm -hmm. I think there's like three I just, I get jealous. Marianne comes into daily pages all the time and talks about how she goes to her scrapbook store and like made really good make and takes. And I'm just so jealous every time. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. So if you are going away and you're going to pack some scrapbook stuff, what are your essentials that you need to bring with you? Well, I think when it comes to tools, the biggest thing to start with is like a nice tote that has lots of pockets. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a variety of them by different manufacturers. My favorite one when I used to leave the house all the time to scrapbook was actually a tool tote from the hardware store. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So yep. it, it was nice. It was very heavy duty. So just having a nice tote for all of your basic tools that we talked about makes that easy. I don't, I don't necessarily use different tools when I leave the house than when I'm at home. Do you remember the totes that had a little lazy Susan on the bottom? Mm -hmm. That's how mine was. Yeah. I loved that one. It, it was, you know, like it was like six inches by six inches and it came up and it had all these pockets and you could put stuff inside and it oh, had a tiny okay. magnetic mm -hmm. lazy Susan on the bottom. And it mm -hmm. was just that it was the perfect thing to bring to crops because you would put that on the table. It would have everything you absolutely need, like the three different pairs of scissors that you need, your Mm -hmm. your uh, permanent adhesive, your repositionable adhesive, 17 pens. Mm -hmm. You knew that that's where all of the, the stuff that you needed was. And mm -hmm. then I, I would also bring, this is to go scrapbooking every Saturday night at our old 
scrapbook store. I would also bring the, God, I can't even remember the name of it now, but it was a rolling tote. It was a scrapbook rolling tote and it was black and it had a handle and- Cropper hopper. The crop, thank you. Yeah, the cropper hopper wheelie tote. And then I used to drag that stupid thing up and down my apartment stairs every Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. And it's like, are you kidding I'm me? I'm sure my neighbors thought I was moving out like every weekend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my neighbors did go- you're going to Canada again, aren't you, Carolyn? No, I'm just going down the street. <laughs> you don't need a suitcase. But if you get to the level of suitcase, they're out there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else that you want to talk about when it comes to getting started scrapbooking before we move into currently list? Don't be intimidated. Do I was way. just going to say, don't be overwhelmed. Yep. <laughs> Just do it so that you do the layout, you look at the page, and it's like, yeah, I captured that story. That's that's the thing that makes the most, um, that's the most important is how you feel about your finished layout as far as, did I capture the story? Did I lay it, you know, do I have the pictures in there? Yep. I think my audience is my kids. So it's, are the words on there? Are there pictures? The basic details? That's good. That's great. I love that so much. Carrie? I think that you'll figure out what kind of scrapbooker you are and you'll figure out what you want out of the hobby. Some people, their goal is to scrapbook every photo they take and that's their, their focus. Some people, their focus is to hang out with other people who love pretty paper and that's their focus. And they make one layout, you know, one layout per session and that's good enough for them because they spent the day chatting with their friends and having fun. Mm -hmm. You will figure out what your goal is is your goal to use lots of new products and make lots of pages or is your goal to play with things and just have fun or is your goal to make lots of albums for your kids and that is not something that's always going to be the same either you get to pick I guess is what I'm trying to say is there's lots of things to pick from and you get to pick what those are because there's no one way to do it it's your journey you go for yeah. it and it's really fun it feels like work sometimes but it is really fun. It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> and I think if you're comparing yourself, it kind of takes the fun out of it because mm. you might've done something really on your page that you think is really cool. But if you start comparing yourself to somebody else, embrace that joy that you get doing it. Yes, precisely. And no matter what, you're never going to be able to make the exact same thing as other people because we're telling mm -hmm. our stories. Like, it's always going to be your story or, you know, the story of how you see this, the story of this adventure, the story of this, you know, whatever. And even if you copy somebody's layout, exactly, your photo, your photo is going to be different and your journaling is going to be different. This idea of people feeling weird about doing scrap lifting, which is mm -hmm. the term for copying a layout and putting your own stuff on it. You are never actually copying someone's layout directly because of the changes that you automatically have to make. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is it nice if you post it on the internet and you're like oh I got this idea from this person yes that's awesome you get to use other people's creations as inspiration for your own stuff too and don't ever feel guilty about that all right friends this was awesome I am so excited about everybody getting started scrapbooking it just makes me happy to know that there are more <laughs> scrapbookers out in the world so let's finish up our show with some currently lists because Currently list is the best. To learn more about our currently journaling challenge, you can go to theawesomeladiesproject.com slash currently. Get yourself a free currently journaling card, download, and uh, check out all the cool stuff we have. 
All right, let's get started. I'm going to go Caroline first and then Carrie. So, Caroline, what have you currently been watching? Okay, other than the Weather Channel, which I always watch. <laughs> yes, I'm a weather freak. I started watching Ted Lasso, first season, and I adore it. Carrie, what are you currently watching? Well, I'm on Ted Lasso season three, so I have feelings. But <laughs> I am still enjoying the show. I also just finished Queen Charlotte, which is a Bridgerton spinoff. And it was amazing. So loved, 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 loved it. Also watching Big Door Prize, which is another one on Apple that was kind of, it's kind of a quirky, weird one with fun characters. So those are the three I'm in the middle of. I just started watching the new Queen Charlotte stuff. And then I've been back and forth on like the Queen Charlotte and King George the Third Wikipedia sites to like be like, uh -huh. so, okay, so so like where did they get the uh, inspiration from this? Caroline, what are you currently reading? I'm reading um, Rust is Resistance by um, Trisha Hersey. And a friend just gave me a book the other day called The Orphan Collector by Ellen Marie Wiseman. And it's that's set during actually the pandemic. Oh. Yeah, not our pandemic, the original pandemic. <laughs> yeah, the earlier That's one. Interesting. <laughs> OG pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Carrie, what are you reading? I know you've got oh, a list. Oh, lots of lots of Kindle Unlimited romances that I'm obsessed. So I just kind of they're very easy reads. So I breeze through them. Um, I'm reading Becoming for book club. I'm doing mm -hmm. it on audio. So I guess that's kind of a reading slash listening. The summer reading guide came out from Modern Mrs. Darcy. And so I'm excited about a bunch of new books that are coming out. So my, I have like 22 holds on Libby. So, you know. <laughs> I love that. Carolyn, what are you currently listening to? I am currently listening to my local NPR station, The Current. They're just a great combination of indie rock and jazz sometimes. And it's just really enlightening. I've learned, I learn a lot about the history of music, which I just adore. Carrie, what are you currently listening to besides Michelle Obama's Becoming? I'm also listening to The Popcast. It's a pop culture podcast that I enjoy and um our podcast the private feed for feminist scrapbook school i love office hours i love office hours listening to you guys oh that makes me so happy yeah carolyn what are you currently making football layouts my last couple layouts for the 2022 season and i'm also doing a lot of crochet i'm making hats and washcloths and learning how to be a better crochet artist very cool i love that i love that that's that's awesome Carrie, how about you? What are you currently making? Um, I'm making uh, politics pages. Uh, nice. Currently feeling feeling the need to do some art therapy. And um, also the monthly challenges, the ones Vanessa comes up with. Yes. I never get them done on time, but I love the prompts. So I just- That's why we have a whole month to do them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline, how are you currently feeling? Pretty darn good. It's spring in Minnesota. The lilacs are blooming. It smells great outside. And I've got all the plants I need <laughs> to, to put in. <laughs> we went to the Michigan State University Horticulture Department's plant sale yesterday. Uh, oh. Dangerous. 
<laughs> is that like me at a book sale a library book sale is that like the same comparison there <laughs> all the plants were sorted by their scientific names uh-huh yep that's how ours does it and and like each table had one letter worth of plants and then mm-hmm. there was an entire uh hallway that had some more annual flowers in it and then in a whole greenhouse that had all of the the veggies and the herbs <laughs> carrie how about you how are you currently feeling well, I was thinking about this, what I wrote by currently, I was trying to think of a word that means stressed and bored at the same time, <laughs> because, because work is boring in that it's slow, but it's stressful in that, you know, cause I'm still kind of new to my job. And so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, am I doing this right? And you always feel like you might be doing it wrong. You might be going to get in trouble. I don't know if that's maybe just a me thing, no, no, but no. <laughs> yeah, when, when there's not enough work to do work, what are you supposed to be doing with yourself? Yeah, yeah. And so there's never a right answer. That's my that's my work life. And then I am feeling also opposite feelings, anxious and excited about the summer and stuff coming up, Michigan trip specifically. And we will talk about that more in a second because I am super <laughs> excited. Yeah. Caroline, what are you currently planning? I'm currently planning to plant my tomatoes and basil tomorrow. So I'm trying to figure out what time of day and check out the weather so I don't turn into a lobster. Yep. <laughs> Carrie, how about you? What are you currently planning? We're going to make a quick trip next month to my mother-in-law's for our birthday. Me and my husband both have June birthdays, so we usually try to do a little quick trip sometime in the month. So we're just kind of planning that and planning making more stuff with the piles and piles that I have everywhere. Of course, I love it. Finally, Caroline, what are you currently loving? Probably my doggies. Yeah. I'll be taking a walk around one of our local lakes after the podcast here with my daughter. My daughter's Liz moved back into town, my oldest. So it's fun seeing her and her um, partner and just spending time together because it's been six years since she lived in the same town I did. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time. That's awesome. Carrie, how about you? What are you currently loving? I'm loving our book club. I'm loving the summer reading guide, our feminist voice class, and uh, group texts with friends sharing memes and TikToks back and forth. It's <laughs> the delight of my life. And uh, new podcast episodes, all the new stuff coming out. I love those. Fabulous. You guys are amazing. All right. I am going to thank Annie's Kit Club for sponsoring this episode. You can get a new shipment every month with supplies and instructions to make something really cool. They have a whole bunch of different kits, whether you like crocheting or quilting or knitting or card making, or there's really cool steam boxes for kids, which is delightful. Uh, Annie's sent me these fabric strips, which I am super excited to play with because I want to be adding more texture to my pages. And I'm always looking for something that isn't paper. So they sent me a big jelly roll and you can get one of the uh, fabric strip packs every month. And it's really cool because, you know, like like Carrie said earlier, if you want your stuff to coordinate, just buy it all from the same manufacturer with the same line. If you want to get just like a variety of something, grab one of these from from Annie's Kit Club. You can get 50% off on your first kit using Crafty50, C-R-A-F-T-Y-5-0 at annieskitclub.com. And play around with really cool textured stuff in your scrapbooks. The next thing that I want to remind everybody else about, which we've talked a couple of times about 
in this episode is that Awesome Ladies Live is coming up and you should join us. You should join us here in East Lansing, Michigan. It is going to be amazing. We have people literally coming in from all over the world, from all over the U.S. You know, some people are coming on plane. Some people are coming by car. Some people are coming by train. It's going to be just such a great time here. I love this town. I love it even more in the summer when we have beautiful weather and there are no students in town. Not that I don't love the students. Students are great. And that's what makes this whole town. But it's really, really nice that the best time of the year, half the town is gone. So come to Awesome Ladies Live. There are so many things going on that I could tell you about. We're going to have lots of projects. You know, food is included. We're doing little excursions. Like we have some optional Friday night activities. So if you come in on Friday, there will be lots of things to do. If you come in on Thursday, there's even lots of things to do. Awesome Ladies Live is going to be amazing. There's so much stuff to do in East Lansing in the summer. And it's very easy to get to. It's just going to be fantastic. We're going to make lots of projects throughout the weekend. We're going to have time to take amazing pictures. And it's the first time that we've had Awesome Ladies Live since the pandemic. So it's time to come out and hang out with us because we're just going to have the best time. So if you need to know anything else about Awesome Ladies Live, if you would like to buy tickets, you can go to awesomeladieslive.com. You'll find out everything you need. And if you need more information, you can always contact me either on the Awesome Ladies Project or you can send me an email at hello at theawesomeladiesproject.com and I will get back to you with all the information you need. It's going to be fantastic. And then other things we have going on inside the Awesome Ladies Project and Feminist Scrapbook School. This month, our challenge was nature. It was delightful. I made some really fun pages. Other people made some really fun pages and you can grab our nature prompts for free through the end of the month and then we'll get a new set of prompts next month. So anytime you come to the website, there is always going to be the free monthly daily pages challenge that you can join and get some great inspiration from the community. We're also wrapping up Book of Me in a couple of weeks. It has been a great semester. We're going to go right into summer session where we're going to have Canva pop-up classes We'll have daily pages pop-up classes. There's going to be a challenge where if you get a certain amount of things on the challenge, you get a special exclusive summer session sticker. I know I bribe everyone with stickers all the time and it works really well. So come to the ALP and get some stickers. It's just the best. Who doesn't love a sticker? All right. I think that is everything on my list to talk about today. I want to thank you both so much for being here. You guys are amazing. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will be back next week with another great episode. See you next week, friends.